Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. The plot is vivid and the blast conditions. I'm Eladio Nino and this is Real Everyday People. So thank you as always. I appreciate everybody always showing love. You know what I'm saying? Um, Summer Bash uh, was dope. Dope event. Everybody showed up. Um, had a blast, had wonderful vendors, food vendors, merch vendors, um, had the dunk tank. Uh, shout out, man, to everybody who participated and volunteered their time to do the uh, Hood Celebrity Dunk Tank, man. Definitely appreciate y'all. Um, had a great turnout. Everything was peaceful, man. Much love to all the performers, everybody who volunteered their time and their talent, man, to uh, put on a hell of a show for for the crowd, man. Appreciate you guys. Um, I know I didn't have an episode last Monday. Uh, it was was my second year anniversary that me and my wife had been married so we went and got away we went to hocking hills ohio man i'll tell you what it was the most wonderful experience i ever had i felt like i was one with the earth if you ever get a chance man and um it's about four hours away it's called hocking hills ohio you got to go there, whether you rent a room or you rent a cabin, whatever you do, you're going to go there. And it is just a wonderful experience, man. I loved it. I felt very connected to Mother Nature that day. I felt like I was within the earth, but it was definitely a beautiful experience. If uh, you want to, you know, change the vibe for yourself and, and, and go and experience something, go experience that. Um, but today, man, we got a hell of a guest. He was also one of the performers at the uh, El Nino podcast, Summer Bash. Uh, my guy, he is very talented. Love his energy. He stay turned up. And uh, this is my man, Demacio. What's up with you, brother? What up, though? My man, welcome to the El Nino podcast, man. Thank you, you know? for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, bro. Uh, the first time I seen you perform was at Southwest Fest. And I was like, damn, who's bro? He's like super turned up. You know what I'm saying? And that's a big-ass stage you was on, bro. Yeah. And you was back and forth. That's the dog. Got a lot of energy, man. Yeah, no, I trained for that. Hell yeah, you got to, cause I'd have been through up. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? No, I'd have been out of breath doing all that shit, you know. But that's hype though. You know how to work the crowd, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, let the people know, man, who you are. You know what it is, what it ain't, where you from, who you with. You uh, know. Shit. <laughs> um, my name is Demacio. I'm an artist from Southwest Detroit. Uh, visual artist, also sonically, and uh, part of We Are Culture Creators. And yeah, man, I'm just a person who. Uh, chooses to form his own path in his life, you know what I mean, and take it to the fullest and uh, live on that, stand on that. So, man, shout out to the culture creators, man, DJ EJ, my guy, Reyes. Man, just found out Rico Way's part of the culture creators. You are part yeah. of the cre- uh, uh, culture creators. I'm like, damn, bro, that's a. That's a hell of a lineup, man. Yeah, that's no, dope. That's I love a program. Yeah, I love what uh, Miguel was able to come through and and put together with our community, man. I mean, it's really dope. Like I haven't seen anything but positive, uh, productive, and creative stuff come out of you know that organization, bro. No, you know what I'm saying? Man. Yeah, and uh, it's just the whole work ethic. You know, what I'm saying everybody pushes each other. You know, what I'm saying like we all come from similar backgrounds, which is not come from shit, but figuring mm-hmm. it out and pushing ourselves to make something out of ourselves. You you know what I mean? And not pushing these boundaries or limits on ourselves. So, mm-hmm. And that's uh, the example that Reyes puts out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he from no, no butt fuck Saginaw. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> from the middle of nowhere. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, for him to travel the world and be, do the poetry that he's done and all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had to, like, break them barriers within himself and, in turn, show us how to do that. 
No, man, Miguel Reyes, he's very talented, man, and uh, that's my guy, bro. I met him when I was in prison, bro. Him and uh, shout out to my brother, Maximo Anguiano. Uh, they came in, they put on a, a Cinco de Mayo uh, event at uh, at uh, in Jackson when we was at in prison. And um, man, Maximo, he was a uh, he was a teacher at uh, Jackson Community College. He brought in a bunch of his students, and uh, and then he brought um, he brought Miguel Reyes with him. And man, Miguel, he was something else with that wordplay, bro. He put on a he put on a show, bro. And he picked a piece from everybody. Tell me this, tell me that, tell me this. And then once he performed, bro, he did a spoken word event that was so Man. hard, dog. I was like, damn. Because of the sopa. He puts it into the sopa. He, yes, he like, bro. Yes. And he's like so real, so passionate about it, man. I loved it, man. That's nice, my bro. guy. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about where you're from, bro. Uh, where you grew up at, how you grew up. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I'm from the Michigan McGraw area. I used to stay on Turners. My family all from McGraw. But I stayed all over Southwest. I lived in Inkster for a little bit, so I uh, experienced that. And, um, yeah, I'm from that area, man. It showed me a lot, uh, the good and the bad, you know what I mean? It showed me who I wanted to be, who I didn't want to be. And I had a lot of examples, and from there, I was just always able to pick, you know what I'm saying, of which way I want to go. And mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, that's good, bro. It, it, it seems, you know what I'm saying, like you chose a pretty good path. But I yeah. know life is a journey. And uh, it's a process as well. You know, yes, a lot sir. of times we have to go and experience a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? To get to where we are today, to have the knowledge and the understanding, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, life wasn't always sweet. It's just, you know, a lot of people, they see where you're at today and they think shit is sweet. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, bro, you don't even understand, you know, the right. shit that I had to endure, the suffering I endured, the things that I went through, you know, to get to where I'm at yeah. today. And, and I think that uh, that's what makes, um, you know, like, like music in our communities so impactful because they tell the stories of the struggles, you know what I'm yeah, saying, of where we come from, them. yeah. And, you know, that's really why this platform was created because I wanted to document stories of people from our community so people would understand who we are and where we come from, right. you know what and I mean? what we can do. Yeah, you know yeah. We really no put our minds it. to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, also as a platform for healing, you know, because... You know, there's a lot of people who are carrying baggage of trauma in their life, bro, and and they're passing it on to the next generations, and the next generation are just carrying these baggage of trauma and suffering. You know what I'm saying? And and they become a slave to it. So yeah. I think that you know the best way to be able to heal from them wounds is by talking about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To me, it's a, like a form of cleansing your spirit. You know, a lot of people aren't comfortable with talking about their past and the things that they've been through or, you know, a lot of people are ashamed of the things that they've done. But I think that, you know, at this point in life, you know what I'm saying, in order to be able to grow and prosper and um, be able to mature and liberate yourself from all them chains is to be able to talk freely about the things that you've been through and the things that you experienced because you never know when your story can be a guidebook for somebody else, right. you know? And at the end of the day, man, we all human. We got to let it go, you know what I'm saying? And uh, living in your truth isn't easy, but it's necessary, you know? So mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it is, like, just recognizing all that you are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, forgiveness, you know, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, you know, that's all part of the process as well. And once you learn how to forgive yourself and others, 
um, then then what follows is, you know, gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Um, being able to, you know, break down the mental and emotional barriers that you've had. And then and then you learn to love better. And then you really learn the, the difference between circumstantial and unconditional love. And then you learn to love yourself, though. You know what I mean? And, you know, there's so many people who, uh, you know, have that self-hate. You know, yeah. and uh, and it becomes so self-destructive and it just it becomes a barrier to their growth and their progress, bro. No, that's you know? real. And so the question is, like, how do we expose people to, you know, what I'm saying knowing that, you know, what I mean, you can be, you know, what I mean, you're not what you were born into is not the end all be all. It's a lot. It's it's easy for people like us to say and, you know, what I'm saying um, that been through a lot and can come out on the other side. But how do you tell that to somebody who's stuck in the stuck in the mud? You feel me? And like. You know, uh, I don't know. It's you know what I mean. It's a it's a constant battle of like just showing people, man. Just and it comes from leaving by example. Ultimately, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when I came home and I started attending these events, like uh, you know, vibes with the tribes and um, Southwest Fest, I was just like absolutely blown away just to see um, our community come together the way right. that it does. And there's no issues. There's no drama. There's no, I'm going to kill you or like none of that, bro. And I, it's just be, everybody's creative. People are painting. People are, you know, selling merchandise. People are like creative, progressive, proactive, yeah. entertaining. Like you got, you know, uh, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Brian Ruiz and uh, Grupo Contagio. And like, you know, just seeing uh, uh, Grupo Monte, um, Los Astros. Like these are all young brothers and they like they got their own group and they right. doing their thing. And, and ever following. since I've known them. Yeah, bro. And, you know, brothers like yourself, bro. And and I just got hip to uh, Flaco Suave and uh, what's his name? Two Down? Two Down, yeah. Man, that guy's hype too, man. Yeah. I'm trying to get both of y'all on here, man. So, you know. Let's no. set a date, man. Get you boys on here. Tell your stories. I think, too, people recognize how special that is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not every day that you got a, uh, the Summer Bash or the Southwest Fest. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. these are collaborating minds that come together to put on this event. Like, that's special in itself. Like, the energy put forth. And I feel like people recognize that and, and, and relate to it. And also, like, they want something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's very unique. You know what I mean? Because... A lot of times there's going to be a big corporation that comes in or a big business that comes in that's not from the neighborhood to do some shit like that just for the dollar amount. You know what I'm saying? But when you got something special like that that you could go to and it's like free to no, free to low cost, like, and it's put on by the hood, like, you know what I mean? Like, we got to cherish these moments, you know? So there's always, every event I have been to, you know, has been a complete success. Like, I mean, packed. Yeah, you know what I'm it's saying? supported. L Club, packed. You know, Southwest Fest packed for culture creators, and they're always packed, and I love it. But do we just draw in community, or do you think that we get people from other places? Um, you know? It's definitely uh, a mixture. You know, it's, we get support mm -hmm. from a community, but we also get support from the surrounding areas because they see how strong we stand together. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. like, um, and and two is there's other people that want to push themselves to to be more. You know what I mean? To do more and to to experience more so i feel like it's a culmination of all of that mm -hmm. and and you know what's cool too is that you know because everybody don't fuck with everybody you right know what I'm yeah saying? 
but they can still be in the same space doing their thing right. and it not be an issue. Yeah. And I respect the shit out of that. No, that's, you know what like I mean? We, you know what I'm saying? We, we catch you on another day. It's something different. But right now, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah. in, we in community. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's and, very, and, and, and I think it's very mature because, I, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Like, we, right, couldn't, yeah. we couldn't have no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there's a problem... We about to deal with this shit right, right now, now and it, even if we fuck the whole carnival up or what the festival, whatever it is, that's why they ain't got us in Heart Plaza no more. Just because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I, I just so to me, it was just great to see that everybody could socialize. Everybody can, you know, everybody's on the same page, bro. Yeah, you know? no, man, it's a definitely a special time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For a, a creative, for entrepreneurs, you know what I'm saying? Like. We're we're moving in a different space where we're able to have these even these conversations, you know what I'm saying, and mm -hmm. and talk, and bring up names that other people that are moving like it's definitely like uh, going in a good direction. Yup, definitely, man. So, what's your nationality, bro? Uh, I'm Puerto Rican and Mexican. My father is Puerto Rican. He's uh, my family's from Laudes and Jabucoa in Puerto Rico, and then my mother's side is Mexican, and we're from uh, Zacatecas and Tlaxcala. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the shit, bro. Yeah. You got the best of both worlds, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love uh, me being both. You know what I'm saying? You know, obviously, growing up, it's not going to be easy being both. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Motherfuckers like being Mexican. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pick a side type shit. But uh, I feel like my, my, my story is beautiful because it's a story of like, of, of people that are pioneering their future, you know what I'm saying? Like, coming here to work, and that's how our families meet, you know what I'm saying? It's coming here to search for the best future for our families, and two two kids growing up in Southwest meet, and they make me, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's a, I feel like that's powerful, you know what I'm saying? To, like, oh, yeah. paving the way, so it's like, uh, and it's the epitome of Southwest, you know what I'm saying? Of, like, uh, people coming here for a better future, you know? And Detroit in general, so... I love that I'm both, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. take pride in that. I wear my Puerto Rican flag one day, but you know what I'm saying? I wear my Mexican flag one day, but I'm always going to rep both to the fullest. Ain't no doubt. You should, as you should, yeah, bro. Yeah. You should definitely be proud of all of your heritage, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, you know, because our people are proud people, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Wherever they are, they, they fly in their flag for sure. No, for especially you know? the Puerto Rican side, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. they fly. And uh, I've seen Puerto Rican pride like never before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was gone for 17 years, so, you know, the community has evolved. It's changed, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But in a positive direction, and I just love, I love to see it. You know what I mean? Like, no, right. you know, Mexicans, we always, we loud and proud yeah. everywhere the fuck we go. You know what I mean? But seeing Puerto Rico, like, they right there with us, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love the way that so many, because people are always asking me, like, don't Mexicans and Puerto Ricans hate each other? And I'm like, man, fuck no. You right. know what I'm saying? They were like, well, why do they get mad when you call them this or call them that? I'm like, well, you know, that's with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Call yeah. me what I am. You know what I'm saying? No. You don't want to just call everybody Chinese as Asian. No, right. they might be, you know, Cambodian. They might not be. They might be Filipino. Whatever it is, they they take pride in that. With us, you know, we're just. I'm not Cuban. I'm not Honduran. I'm not Salvadorian. Right. I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm Mexican. Right. You know what I'm this saying? This is what I am. I stand on it. It's love for mm -hmm. them. But mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, always, always. Like, this is what I am. No, that's real. Yeah, but. You know, I, 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 maybe it's it was just an old thing, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it don't exist, but you don't even see it or hear it anymore because it's just 
there's so much love now within yeah. you know the Latino population, bro. You know and what I mean? I feel like the world is heading to a giant mixing pot, anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like so many like nationalities are are mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like they say what like 30, 50 years from now, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are gonna be mixed anyways. You bro, know when saying? I was in prison, bro, I I used to you know I was very studious and I used to think of ways to correct the errors of the world and break the systems that were <laughs> yeah. built to break us. You break know the matrix. <laughs> and I said. But one of the things was racism. Like, how do you break racism? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like. Everybody fuck everybody. <laughs> every, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there it is. Yeah. You know, I, we are all things. We yeah. Are, no, for we real. are of all things, bro. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's history comes from pride battles war slaves you know what i'm saying at some point everybody everybody's nation was under slavery and then also they were rulers as well you know what i'm saying so when you think about it man it's like the blood the ancestors the history of who we are and where we come from bro you know what i'm saying like we live you know our ancestors live through us bro yeah in our music and our creativity you know all that type of shit our food like everything and we just progressively getting better bro keep on pushing it no that's for yeah my uh my wife she's dominican cuban puerto rican so my kids are puerto rican dominican cuban and mexican you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so like oh and it's important to let people know that i'm all these things yeah you know what i'm saying saying? like for real so i'm uh i'm i'm happy for them that they get to be all them cultures you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so yeah absolutely bro you get to eat tortas and you can have habichuela and you can have you know what i'm saying all that shit everywhere like they got it to where they could go visit Cuba. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's hard to get to Cuba, but if you got family there, it's not that hard. So yep. I'm happy that my kids, when they get of age, can, you know what I'm saying, can say, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a descendant here. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, I got I got two brothers. They're half Cuban. Okay. And uh, my stepdad was Cuban, so I grew up with that Cuban culture. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times when I'm around Mexicans, you know, my Spanish sounds Cuban, and they're like, are you Cuban? I thought you're Mexican. I'm like, I am Mexican, but right. I, I, I sound Cuban, I that's guess. You know, I, that's where I learned a lot of my Spanish was yeah. from my stepdad. You Sucked know? it up. That's yeah. real. Yeah. But um, so what was life like, man, you know, with your father, your mother? Yeah. Did you have siblings, too? Yeah, so I'm the oldest of five, you know what okay. I'm saying? So, but I only got one brother that we got the same mom and dad. Okay. So it was one of them situations. Uh, grew up with my mom. Papa was a rolling stone uh, or what? No, nah, nah, he, okay. he was there, but you know what I'm saying? He uh, he he did his own thing. We'd go see him on the weekends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my pops, you know what I'm saying? Always been strong, held it down. Uh, but yeah, really uh, grew up with my mom. Uh, you know, she was... My pops was 18 when he had me. My mom was like 19, 20. So I feel like, in a sense, I grew up with my parents. You know what I mean? Like, I always like feel like that. So we always learned at the same... Like, you know what I mean? But it made me... Who I am today, where I'm very observant and I'm very, you know, what I'm saying, cause I, I I see and I'm I think I just learned that from my my life growing up. But we grew up right there on Turner, so um, it was good, you know. what I'm saying we got had good times, um, had bad times, you know. what I'm saying, um, but what was it like growing up in that part of the neighborhood? Uh, it's a lot of it was a mixed culture, so it's a lot of Latinos, uh, a lot of Black folk, but it's also too uh, a lot of the Yemeni. You know what I'm saying? Oh so, yeah. So I grew up, yeah, yeah, I grew up with a lot uh, around a lot of Muslims and shit, and uh, I loved it, man. I, you know what I'm saying? Learned from everybody. 
uh, it was also right there on the strip. So I grew across the street from Crazy Horse. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, hell no. So as a young kid, you know what I'm saying? Like getting to like know the security guards at the strip club. You know what I'm saying? Saying what's up to the strippers when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? But, what up, dude? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it was cool, man. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the uh, the world is a ghetto. So you're always going to find hood aspects wherever you go. You know what I'm saying? So the drugs, the prostitutes, this is part of life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I feel like... All of that and learning how to take that in as a young kid is like what formed my perspective on the world, you know what I'm saying? And what just showed me, you know what I mean? Like, um, just to be me, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people follow other people into the wrong places, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I loved growing up. It was raw, you know what I'm saying? Rough, you know what I mean? But that, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you couldn't sugarcoat nothing. That's how it was. Mm -hmm. But, Growing up in that environment, like there was an abandoned house next to me growing up. So those my first paintings on walls were in that abandoned house. You know what I'm saying? So like that's what like helped me form into the graffiti artist and then in turn forming into the actual muralist. You know what I'm saying? So like learning that shit, like, you know what I mean? It, it was a it was a blessing in disguise almost. So you turned something you turned poverty into prosperity Man, because no, I would hate to live next to an abandoned house. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it could be used for so many things, yeah. you know, negative things or who the fuck wants to wake up every morning and just see that blemish, right. yeah. you know what I'm saying, in your community and, and you was like, Fuck it, I'm gonna go in here and make yeah. this place my you know, my 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 art, you right. know. Right. And it's just establish a presence, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, yeah, there was like you know, say crack pipes and shit in there. But like when people see somebody that's not on that shit in there, you know what I'm saying? They're like, all right, at least somebody is like you know what I mean, making it look good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I painted. I used to paint that whole house. You know what I'm saying? It's all the walls because I knew ain't nobody about to buy this shit anyway. Mm -hmm. So what? Where did you get your artistic talents from? Uh, my grandfather, he's a principal of a couple schools in Southwest. Uh, he's a painter. So I learned, I saw him painting a lot. And that's just like, for me, I seen him doing that painting. I'm like, oh, I bet that's what's up. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't do it in that style, but it's nice. So what really pushed me, though, was uh, growing around all the graffiti. You know what I mean? Like driving to school, driving home from school. You did, Back in the day, Michigan used to just be all graffiti. You know what I mean? Like uh, there was a Dairy Queen, the, the Dairy Queen on Michigan, um, right next to it. It was a it was an artist named Dems D E M S and uh, I still like his piece still it's not there no more but it still lives in my head you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and that was like seeing that piece every morning it was like damn that shit crazy how does he even pull that off you know what I mean yeah. like so that really like pushed me to on the art tip so I I used to live in East L A and I used to live in Chicago okay and they got some of the most fucking amazing art that I've seen and I mean as far as like urban yeah. urban art graffiti like i was like damn so it hadn't hit detroit yet you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like we were the hood was tagged up but it was all gang shit yeah. you know what i'm saying there wasn't like sweet ass like in chicago they call them bombers you yeah. know what i'm saying guys that they had crews they were like gangs too no yeah la too yeah yeah and and like that they were like that in la and they like but their murals were so dope i was like damn i wish we had this in detroit you know right and then i went away for them 17 years and then i came home 
and it was everywhere and i was like damn like detroit finally caught up because right. like when i lived in east la and chicago like that was the first time i experienced uh, uh a taco truck you know what i'm saying paletas elotes the cup frutas like they've been doing this shit out there bro and i'm like damn why would we do this shit in detroit you know yeah. what i'm saying and when i came home like all of it was popping and i was like oh this is the shit bro. yeah you no know the hood turned up to see yeah for sure man. yeah no i think on the mural tip like uh detroit adopting that culture you know what I'm saying? like and when i say detroit adopting i mean like the official like government detroit like accepting it i feel like has turned us around because um it's art is the is the is at the forefront of like pushing culture you know what i'm saying like it's the idea of everything everything is the idea of something and art being there it shows that you have forward-thinking individuals so you know where i see some cold art at bro is uh seattle washington bro mm. bro i went there uh with the skillman foundation about uh hey, youth shout violence. Out to yeah yeah, I know yeah shout out man to <laughs> them for sure they take care of the neighborhood yeah man. they know. break bread with us for sure and uh man i went out there bro and like the whole city is built on art i yeah. mean graffiti art um i'm talking about sculptures like everywhere you look is graffiti art in in its entirety bro and i was like holy shit this is so like they embrace the art you know what yeah. i mean so it's like not like it doesn't stand out like if you just pull up on a wall and go do something like it's already there bro you know what i'm saying yeah. you're just adding yours to theirs you know i went uh one time when i was younger i went to philly and uh when i was in philly i just i think that was really pushed me to do like big murals in the hood because i went to philly and they wrap whole buildings in a mural you know what yes, I'm saying? like yes i yes. never seen it but the, the 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 community the government officials they all embraced it and like that changed my perspective on it you know i i think recently i seen they're paying artists now yeah the mayor the city they're yeah. like paying artists to paint murals and do graffiti and stuff on buildings and businesses all throughout the city and yeah. i was like look at this shit here yeah the city walls project yep. yeah in detroit yeah they, and they was paying artists i was yeah. like damn that's sweet as hell yeah i did uh me and southwest freddie did a mural with the city walls project it's on scotland and toledo and we got a mural over there oh yeah yeah it was that's with the them shit. and uh past blue ribbon man i want to get that guy on this podcast southwest yeah Freddy no, he do a lot you know i work at the dhdc so yeah. he got some work there too like when you walk into dhdc you feel like you in an urban city because it ain't nothing but murals and yeah. art and graffiti and everything all over you No, know, he, he did a couple of great ones him and uh tech tech, tech? Yeah, yeah we got r.i.p tech some of his work too yeah. is in there yup great artist man yeah yeah so um being the oldest what challenges and obstacles did you have to go through you know what i mean just because i was the oldest you know yeah. what i'm saying and that comes with a lot of responsibility even even in childhood and adolescence right. you, you uh, got response you grow up with responsibility yeah you grow up fast you know yeah, what i'm saying like i grew up fast as and hell. especially like having uh younger parents like you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm watching everybody you know what i'm saying when they mm -hmm. go out you know what i'm saying like shit like that so yeah. um it's definitely like uh yeah I've, man uh it put in it i naturally had to become a leader you know what i'm saying like i naturally have to be like this is what we're gonna do this no nah, we can't do that you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. um and then not even from my like I remember watching my cousins. My they my family dropped my cousins off while everybody go out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm watching everybody, you know, what I mean? as a young age. So 
just na- uh, naturally becoming a leader and just, uh, you know what I'm saying, learning a lot. I feel like, you know, like I could tell my younger, like, nah, bro, don't go do that shit. But me, I got to hit my head. You know what I mean? Like, mm, and yeah. learning. So. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of grew up in the era of, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. You know? And I see that changes now because when I see the younger generation, they be calling adults out on their shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, it's definitely. And I mean, like me growing up, like we weren't allowed to ask no damn questions. You know what I'm saying? It was do as I say, not as I do. And don't say nothing else. You shut up. You slapped in your mouth. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like this generation, like they ask all the questions. They want to know who, why, what, where. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I I think it's cool because they seek, they want to seek answers. They want to know the truth. No, and that's real. and, and, two is and it like, makes people uncomfortable yeah. because a lot of this are the systems, the country and the history of our country and everything that, you know, humanity is built on, you know, have we've been lied to a lot. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? It's been all life. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's very powerful. Um, I know I've heard of native indigenous cultures where at, uh, at meetings, at big sit downs, you know what I'm saying? It's the kids who talk first. You know what I'm saying? It's not the adults and then the kids. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're we going to start from the seed and go up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you're dealing with the roots and coming up. So I think stuff like that is very powerful, man. No, and it's true, but it takes a conscious adult to yeah. acknowledge and respect that. You right. know what I'm yeah. saying? Somebody who respects the the process of life, you know, and who, who believes in empowering their youth and their generation, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, when I got out of prison and I got my job at the DHDC, you know, I assumed that when I came home that the youth I was working with were going to be like the youth that I was growing up. And um, and it was not like that at all, bro. I really had to humble myself. And more than come in there and be a teacher, I had to be the student first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So in order for me to be able to care for them and advise them and, and mentor them, I needed to sit down and listen. I, it wasn't my turn to talk. It was my turn to listen. Right. And, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, their parents were, you know, deported. You know what I'm saying? So they endured a lot of different struggles. And, you know, can you imagine if your parents got deported and you had to be grown, raised with, you know, grandparents or neighbors or cousins and, you know, fend for yourself and all the things, the possibilities and all the shit that you got to go through with, you know, you know, family and, and you know, you, you know, a pedophile affilia and you know just you know just all the bullshit you know that comes with it and um and it's just like um you know so they were dealing with that uh you know gender identification uh just you know just different struggles that i wasn't accustomed to you know what i mean and uh but once i learned from them and i let them speak and i let them teach me then i was able to actually you know um um give them advice and stuff like that yeah, yeah, for no, sure, real. man. I think too, man. That's just like a lesson. Like we always gonna be a student. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't matter anything we're in, uh, student and teacher. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, that, that's always like a good mindset to have. Is like where you recognize where all right, I gotta sit back and listen. Like mm-hmm. that's powerful. A lot of people can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, when I was in prison, I had started a youth program. And um, and I used to talk to the youth because it seemed like there was such a big disconnect in youth and adults. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I grew up respecting my adults, and a lot of the youth today they do not have respect for adults. Yeah. And I used to ask them, like, bro, like, why, why is there, you know, why is there such a big gap between the two? And, you know, like I said, the youth, they call the adults out on the bullshit. They got tired of, you know, being lied to, being right. manipulated, hurt. being hurt, being yeah. disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Being used and abused. And um, and uh, they was just like, they was just like, you know, uh, and then some of them were like, well, fuck, I sell heroin to my mom. I sell crack to my dad, my aunts and uncles. They buy drugs and dope off me. Right. So they look at adults like they're just a bunch of fucking dope fiends yeah. and they don't respect them. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to show them that there are adults, you know what I'm saying, who still stand on morality and have standards and, and, and you know, and still have the best interests of, of the youth and to teach them and can be a, a model for them, you yeah. know, and be a positive example. But I feel like that's the, uh, the adults like that are the minority, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, not saying that all adults are fuck-ups, you know what I'm saying, because mm -hmm. I don't think of a fuck-up or anybody in this room, but uh, there's a, a big portion of us that are, like, come up, they're like, damn, bro, like, we weren't led right, you know what I'm saying? So I got to leave myself and, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that shit too, but, yeah, it's it's complex when you get into, like, growing up in America almost, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you got to think for me, like, bro, I was gone almost two decades, bro. Yeah. Times had changed, you know what I'm saying? Coming home and, you know, being able to be aware of all the pronouns and, you know, the he, the she, the him, the theirs, they, the hers, they, yeah. and all that, you know. And then, you know, growing into a professional setting, you know, working at the DHDC. You know, I uh, initially I did uh, youth work for two, two and a half years. And now I, you know, now I'm an outreach coordinator in the reentry department where I help adults now find jobs. And I hold healing circles with the youth. I hold community healing circles with, with people in the community. And, um, and I love what it's doing, you know, for people. But I had to adjust because times had changed, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, people, they fail to realize that, you know, when you get out of prison, they expect you to just come out here and be normal. Snap back. Yeah. You know, when you spend half your life in prison, bro, that's like a, a, a whole nother world. And yeah. then you got to come home to a whole nother world. And it's not even because when you go in, it's like your life is is on pause the whole time the way you think the way you feel like all that shit comes from when you went in and then when you come out you know what i'm saying and there's just a whole new world and you got to transition into that and learning the new ways of society and the right. new ways of the world you know so accepting that or uh, dealing with you know transgender and and just you know because i'm a humanitarian and i always you know want to show respect to everybody you know but you know, back in the days when we was younger, we yeah. looked at that like, what the fuck? Like, right. you know, even in prison, like, you know, everybody was like, you know, you, we just don't we don't play that shit, you know. But, um, you know, society has 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 changed. You know what I'm saying? Fast. And yeah. Yeah. And and uh, technology. Yeah, that was an absolute challenge for what, me. What, what, what technology was out when, before you went in? Man, I mean, I think I knew one person that had like a real computer, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? But like a real computer, yeah. not no laptop, no none of that, like a real computer. And, um, you know, I think they can download songs. Um, they used to sh show me shows like Faces of Death and shit like yeah. that. But that was like the only glimpse. Right. Like our phones were not like digital like that, you know what I'm saying? 
So when I came home, this was the first thing they right. handed me. Everybody the day got, I got they out. They handed you a computer. <laughs> I'm like, dog, what in the fuck is right. this? And then I signed up for college because, you know, when I came home, I just wanted to make all the right decisions, put myself in the best position to be successful. So, you know, when I was in prison, I was very studious. I used to, you know, study curriculum. I used to facilitate curriculum and classes. I did a lot of reading and studying and stuff like that. So I thought that that's what school would be like when I came home. Yeah. I was absolutely, totally wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? They were like, yep, you got to do all these reports and researches on a laptop and do this and you got to have homework and i'm like holy shit every class you got you got to do research you got homework to do i'm like and then you got to type everything ain't out. no more writing i yeah. said bro <laughs> I, i'm like here with a pencil and a paper and they're yeah. looking at me like i'm fred flintstone or right, something you yeah. know what i mean i'm like damn i think that's a big thing too man like uh everything's on the laptop now you know what i'm saying it's very rare that you, i'm gonna whip out some pen and paper you know what I'm saying? i do because i that's how i take notes but a lot of people I ain't got no pen. I ain't got no paper. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's it's a it's a big leap that we took. You know, I I just you know when I was inside, I was evaluating life because I kind of wanted to know what I was coming home to. Yeah, you know, and people always talked about technology, how technology's taking over the world, how you know you got the whole world at the tip of your fingers. You know, and one of my first experiences was you know having the phone, and I got a homeboy in Albania. You know what I'm saying? I had my brother Bo New shout out. He was in Cambodia. Yeah. I got my other brothers in uh, uh, Jalisco and, and my homeboys in Durango. And I'm like talking to them on the phone. And I'm like fucking amazed. Like, holy shit, you guys are way in a whole nother country. And like, we're like right here, though. Right. So I thought that that was a blessing. That was, you know, that was dope because, you know, we're not so far anymore. But what it does to the mind state and the mentality of people, like if you you know, it's one thing when you use it, it's another when you abuse it. Yeah. I'm talking about social media, technology, you know, uh, me and my daughter one day, she was saying something and I disagreed with her and she was like, well, Google said this. And I was like, well, I'm your dad and I'm telling you this. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you this is what it is. And like. Google was absolutely right for her, like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, how you going to tell me? I'm your dad. I'm telling you what it is, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, Google replaced the parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even need to learn from adults anymore. If they need to want to know something or learn something, all they got to do is ask Google. Yeah, Siri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, man. Uh, was about to say on the... Um, I feel like everything comes to us so fast nowadays. You know what I mean? Like we don't got pro time to process nothing. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. but you have to keep up with the times too. So it's like, I'm pretty sure when you came home, like that speed was crazy as well. Like, I mean, I came home with so much energy. You yeah. know what I'm saying, bro? Like after 17 years, I was just full of energy. Right. Bro. And I had so much gratitude, you know what I mean? To just come up out of that environment, bro. And to come in and and because everything in there is cold, bro. It's cold. It's concrete. It's brick. There's fences. There's gates. There's barbed wire. Everything's gray. You know what I'm saying? Like everything in that bitch is hard. Yeah. It suppresses your mind. It suppresses your heart. It suppresses your spirit. It suppresses your body. You know what I'm saying? There's not like flowers and there's nothing 
something sweet in there. And then you come home and you smell the aromas of bread and food and mm. you see flowers and you just see life, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I was literally transitioning visually, uh, mentally, verbally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, damn, man. Like, I never wanted to take my freedom for granted right. again, bro. You know what I mean? No, that's that's powerful. No, for real. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. You never know what you got till you ain't got it no more, yeah. man. And that's what I try to teach people. And and uh, you know because you know even sometimes myself, you know, I've I've accomplished a lot since I've been home. I've been home for four years. It doesn't feel like it's been four years, but I came home to a pandemic, you know, and I seen society suffer. Society had a fucking meltdown yeah. during this pandemic. You know, people were committing suicide. People were getting divorced, domestic violence at a high time rate. Like there was so much shit going on because everybody had to sit still and face each other. You know yeah. what I mean? And the reality of, you know, getting to know who you married, getting to know your husband and your wife again, getting to know your kids again. You know what I'm saying? And for some it worked and for some it didn't. Right. But to me, I thrived during the pandemic because I was already accustomed to being sheltered. And the solitude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I get to watch TV. I can go to the fridge. I can use the bathroom. I can step outside like this shit is sweet. Yeah. And then that's when I came up with the idea of the podcast. The podcast, yeah. That's yep. hard. Yup. That was three years ago, bro. And man. still going strong, man. Good shit, man. Shit. Hope you keep going for another 10, 13, 20, you know. Hell what I mean? yeah. Everybody talking about they either call me the Steve Harvey uh, of the neighborhood or they call me uh damn, what was his name? The Joe Rogan of the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, Johnny Canales. Okay. Oh, you're like Johnny Canales. That's cool. I'll take that. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. So, um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah, that's that's crazy how you told me that you was uh, related to Johnny Mercado. That's yeah. my dog, uh, uh, Miguel Alicea and all them guys. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's the shit, bro. You yeah. know, that's crazy. I I was bunkies with Miguel, you know what I'm saying? That's when they called him Psycho. Yeah, yeah. that's all, you know, too, like, that's the only name I knew him for. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Psycho, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn, <laughs> all right. <laughs> crazy. We, listen, would nobody lock with that guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nobody wanted to be his bunkie in prison. So we were homeboys, so he's like, yeah, I want to lock with him. So we ended up being bunkies for like a whole year. That's hard. Uh, yeah. My man, Louis, uh, Lou. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lou, yeah, 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 Lou. Rick, Rick Speck yeah, and Rick all Speck, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucy yeah. Bada, just seen him uh, recently. He was actually at uh, at Johnny's uh, wedding when okay. he got married. That's yeah. Hard. Yeah, but he, he, even him, he's from like Adrian. So yeah. I was just so surprised. Him like uh, Mario Bueno, like all these guys was from like Pontiac. Uh, Reyes was from Saginaw. These guys was from Adrian. But when I come to the hood, like everybody's living right. in Southwest. And I was like, damn. man. You know and saying? you know, too, ain't no coincidences. You know what I'm saying? The reason you guys all get out and are centered around each other, you know what I'm saying? Like it's because you guys got work to do. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Right. Big shout out to Your my stories, dog. you know what I mean? Like you said, they, they're ripples, you know what I mean? They mm -hmm. they help people, so. No, for real, because like I told you, bro, you know, I got kind of overwhelmed with everything because ever since I started this shit, everything been out of pocket, you know what I'm saying? And nothing to replenish it. I had no resource, and I still don't have a resource, but I do have sponsors, people who've been donating, sponsoring, right. showing me love, and that shit been really helping me out. But I was going to fold up shop, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, And uh, P 
people were like, no, do not do that, bro. Like, you just don't understand what your podcast does or you had a certain guest or they heard a certain story or you never know what people are going through and how they're going to be able to relate to you and your story and how it impacts other people's lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, it's always fulfilled its purpose, bro. But when it comes to monetization, that's a whole nother thing. That's like real life uh, struggle. You yeah. know what I mean? Is money. Money such a sensitive issue with people, bro. And, um, you know, that was a factor for me. But once people were like, nah, bro, we need this shit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what, bro? This this no longer is mine. This belongs to my people. This yeah. belongs to the people. This belongs to the community. You know? No, that's real. And, you know, too, uh, the way you're studious, you know what I mean? Uh, the monetization, everything, that's going to come. You're going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, one day you're going to hit, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's keep on just doing podcasts, you know what I'm saying? Like, the numbers add up, you know, like the numbers you need to start monetization. Like, eventually it's going to come, bro. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. I've I made the commitment. I've been diligent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I, I feel like um, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm right where I'm supposed to be, and uh, there's purpose behind right. it, and um, and eventually, you know, everything's gonna come in I mean, due time. Bro. This setup alone, you know, what I'm saying, it, it, you know, not yeah. people that that haven't had the what you've been through, you know, what I'm saying, haven't done this, you know, what I'm mm -hmm. saying, for you to come home and do this, bro, like, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> like that's that's heavy, bro. Good shit. You know what's crazy, bro, is um. You know, I everything that I do is a reflection of me, my creativity, my vision, you know what I'm saying? Just everything in here represents who I am. And I was the same way in prison, too. Mm. And I used to decorate my cell, bro, my bunk, <laughs> my cell, my wall for Christmas, holidays, shit like that. And uh, and it used to lift a lot of spirits. Like, people are like, because, you know, a lot of people are depressed around the holidays yeah. and stuff like that. You know, missing family. A lot of times, you know, I spent a lot of time upstate. That's five, six hours away. Can't nobody afford to, you know, make right. that trip. In the winter. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, especially in the winter up there. Shit, you feel like you're in Alaska. Right. You know? But, um... I always kept a positive spirit, you know what I'm saying? I always kept home close to me. And even officers, like, it, it was crazy because officers would be like, why are you decorating your shit? Like, you know, like they want everybody to be miserable and sad. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, it's Christmas. It's the holidays. I'm grateful. I got a lot to celebrate. You know what I mean? And anytime, every time I got Christmas cards in the mail, I would put them on my wall. And I just kept the spirit alive, you know what I'm saying? That's just who I was, Yeah, you know? That's hard. That's not easy to do either, to keep that spirit. Especially when you live around a bunch of miserable people yeah. because, you know, a lot of people, even though they liked and appreciated, there was some that didn't. They was Grinches, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, a lot of people, there was Muslims in there who they don't celebrate Christmas and, you know, they don't believe in all that, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I respect you guys and what you do, but, you know, respect. This is who I am, right. you know what and I'm saying? And how, how I'm getting through it. Yeah, right. this is how I get through it, right. for sure, bro. And... um even breaking bread with the brothers, man. Everybody pitch in. I got a meat stick. You got a chili. We got cheese. We got some noodles. And, right. and we feast. <laughs> yeah, right. We feast. Everybody pitch in. We make uh, some burritos. We feast. We get some Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we make it. We make it happen in there, bro. You know? That's one of the things I was always known for, bro, was feasting. You know, every joint I ever been at, bro, like... I always broke bread with the brothers, you know. Yeah. We always came together, and and we we became family, you know. We we filled that void and substituted it with brotherhood, you know. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. 
So let's talk about uh, this new video you just showed me. You was in Europe, I think, and yeah. with the Detroit Pistons. Like, bro, that's a big deal, man. Thank you. Yeah, I was uh, in the beginning of this year in January. Uh, the culture creators have flew out to Paris. So every, uh, I think it's every year, but I'm not sure. The Pistons do an international game. So this international game was held in Paris, which is like a sister city to uh, Detroit. And, you know what I mean? That's why, you know what I mean? Coming from uh, the yeah, French that the, found yeah, it. Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, just being Did you tell people you were from Detroit? Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I didn't say that. When I tell people I'm from Detroit, and they, and they say it in French to their homies, "Detroit," you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, yeah. just oh, hearing okay. that was hard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but uh, yeah, being out there, man. Especially, all right. Uh, for everybody that's from the hood, if you get a chance to go to Europe uh, and tell people you're from Detroit, you automatically get love. Like I've been a I've been to Berlin and there's a secret club that's hard to get in. I'll be like, no, nah, we from Detroit. Oh shit, yeah, y'all could get y'all gotta be in here. You know what I'm saying? Like everywhere in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Pe people get love from Detroit. So uh, the whole time, man, we meeting artists, we're doing photo shoots, and then I went out there to do a mural with the Pistons, and I was able to do the mural, and I executed the mural at such like a high level that they actually uh, taking us back. You know what I mean? And we're doing a whole tour of uh, Berlin, Paris, and London. That's sweet as hell, yeah, bro. Thank you, man. And coming from the neighborhood, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why I go it's, hard. It's people who ain't ever even been out of Southwest, right? I used to take homies to River Rouge and Ecors, and they thought they was in the fucking burbs and right. shit. I'm like, damn, bro, you know. But to go to like Europe, like, yeah. bro, that's off of my, like, big. And I stress letting people know, like, this is off of my music and my art. You know what I'm saying? This shit that I've dedicated my life to that has, uh, there's a saying, uh, take care of your craft because your craft will take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, like, I've been around the world off of doing this. And there's been times where people told me in my life, bro, you're not going to get nowhere with this, bro. Mm -hmm. I've worked at Mobis. I've worked at Ford. You know what I'm saying? I've worked at different factories. You know what I'm saying? Where people are like, just stay here. You're going to get a good check. You know what I'm saying? But I believe in myself so much. And it's finally starting to pay off, you know what I'm saying? So they take, they say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success, you know what I mean? I've been doing this for about 10 years. I've been grinding and I've been ignoring the doubt and going full strong, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to, you know what I mean, reap the rewards, you know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, people see where you're at today and they think that it happened overnight. Right. Like, I had an artist uh, a few weeks ago. His name was uh, RTK D-Boy, Risk Taker. Yeah. And, um... When I was looking through his videos, I was like, damn, this one's five years old or three. I'm like, damn, he's been putting in work for a long time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know, it, it, it takes that time. That's and, what it takes. and that's what people were telling me, too, because I'm like, damn, bro, I've been doing this podcast three years already. And they're like, listen, bro, you know, like it takes time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I moved into the culture creator's house when I was 17. I'm 27 now. So it's exactly 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and now we're be able to do these global expansions so so know. i thought that bitch was like a hood orphanage you know what hey, i'm saying man, initially it, 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 uh, not initially but it, it was kind of like you know what i'm saying like the misfits who uh who didn't succumb to the like you know what i'm saying the hood trap culture and all that you know what I'm saying mm. all of us that we're from that that's not who we, we choose to be yeah. you know what i'm saying like you guys created your own lane you bro. Feel that's me? what like, i love you guys created your own lane dog and and went full throttle in yeah, that bitch man. bro and live and die by it and we figure out how to make money from it. we figure out how to like you know what i'm saying like 
work with government entities to make money from it or put together programs you know what i'm saying so like yeah because you guys what you guys got a nice grant last yeah, year the bro. lewis prize five hundred thousand. yes 000, you know yes man congratulations went, to you yeah. brothers man and that went to paying you know what i'm saying putting on a lot of events for the neighborhood and imploring people you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like that's it, you know what I mean? Like we really stretch that shit out and make sure we putting it to great use. And we are, you know what I mean? We we take kids from the neighborhood and so uh one of my homies, man, you know what I'm saying, his pops been locked up, you know what I'm saying? And while he's gonna be in Europe, his pops is gonna be coming home. You know what I'm saying? So like that's strong enough in itself, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna put his name in I want him to yeah, tell that yeah, story, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But I think like that resonates with me in such a way because it's like, man, like look at what we're able to build. And you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Who knows what's gonna come from us because of this? You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, for sure. You guys are reproducing that. Yeah, bro. you know what I mean? And like my goal is to have a program in the in in the future where I'm able to sort of, like expose kids to different cultures and you know what I'm saying? Like that's I feel like the biggest thing is like just exposing people to as much as we can even like skateboarding like we got yeah. skate parks in the hood i see right. a lot of people skateboarding now you know what i'm saying and yeah. like back in the days in 90s when i was growing up you ain't see none of that type of shit right, you know? like we knew who tony hawk was and the airwalk shoes and all that but like yeah. that wasn't us you know what i'm saying and now it's like right there in the hood i mean it's black it's white it's yeah everybody you know what i'm saying uh, latinos flaco flaco suave yeah He's crazy skater Oh, is yeah, he? Yeah, him flips and everything. He's crazy good at it. You know what I'm saying? Damn, so, like, that's dope. He looks like a skater. Yeah. <laughs> he might be a little Pharrell Williams yeah, or something no, like that. Yeah, no, for real. That's hard. But, uh, yeah, man. So, like, yeah. It's just a, you know what I mean? We're just growing, expanding minds. You know, uh, shout out, man, to Selena Zavala and uh, and her man, Sergio. Congratulations to you guys. Um, they just spent a couple weeks out there in Paris. They even went to Malta. Uh. And uh, they're planning. They got engaged out there. So congratulations to you guys. They're planning a whole wedding out in Malta, bro. And I'm like, damn, bro, that's dope. You know, people to just come from a community like, you know, here in Detroit. Right. And then just be in a whole different continent. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. That's really dope, bro. And um, you gotta I, make I, it out there. Once. I do. I want yeah. to now. I want to just because it's beautiful. And I remember uh, DJ EJ. He had made a video. I think he had he had the Eiffel Tower behind yeah. him, and he was just DJing out there. And I was like, damn, bro, like. You the made hood, it, the bro. Hood done made it. Yeah, yeah. I said, the made it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that's real. I, I felt like I made it. I was like, damn, we made it, bro. No, you know for real, I mean? man. And bro, he a he a hard worker himself. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I love being around EJ because we always him, Ray, and all them like bounce ideas off. You know what I mean? Plan shit. Like they got a, a show in Pontiac coming out. You know what I mean? That the uh, there is a Fiesta House that they do. They do it at the Marble Bar, and they're doing the next one in Pontiac. So just seeing that grow. You know what I'm saying? And, and so and and I love that because like back in the days there was always like conflict between Detroit and Pontiac. Yeah. Like we used to go to this club called Clutch Cargos out there. You okay. know what I'm saying? I've but heard of it. but like we used to have to go. It was an old church and they turned the bitch into a club. Like it mm. was still a church though and you go in and it's a club. And um I I just remember there was always so we always had to go out there deep because you know we was going out to Pontiac, but um, you know going to prison I met a lot of good brothers from Pontiac so I feel good going out there now and it's just not what it used to be and to know that you guys are networking and building and being creative um, and building that bridge you know what I'm saying with people everywhere there's yeah. no discrimination there's no ah we don't fuck with y'all y'all from right, Detroit nah. y'all from Pontiac y'all from Saginaw y'all from Grand Rapids like we're like come on tap in let's get it let's yeah, go and I love it bro that five hour zone you know so everything within five hours of us we should be tapped in you know what I'm saying we should have relationships and building relationships you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying so like that's from here to 
Chicago to Flint to Grand Rapids to everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for real. Them boys in Flint go hard. I yeah. got I got some homies out there, man. Shout out to my man, uh, Troy Gallantine, one of my sponsors for the event. Much love to you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Stay safe out there. But um, yeah, because you know, a lot of times I was like, man, how are we gonna make it anywhere else if we can't even make it in our own soil? You know, our yeah. own our own land, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, everybody was just focused on being separated. We from here, y'all from there. And, and But now it's like I love seeing everybody network. Right, the collaboration. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, no, that's bro. Gonna, I mean, and that's just how, like, th- things naturally build and become bigger than us. You know what I mean? Like, if we just pitch ideas to each other and something gonna hit the wall and something gonna grow on its own you know what i'm saying so you guys broke down all them barriers bro and you're gonna be able to network yeah promote right expand grow evolve you know yeah. what i'm saying like uh, i love it bro. And you, i think that's a big thing too like we've always instilled in each other like you never know who one contact could lead to you know what i'm saying you never know what meeting this person who who you can meet me uh we got this berlin exchange because back in the day me and ray uh, this is like six years ago. Me and Ray, uh, we I used to tour with him. I, uh, that's how I got good at stage performing. Because I'm like, I tour with him and I open up in front of every show. You know what I'm saying? No beat or nothing. Just acapella and everything. So one time this dude was like, uh, we were supposed to go out there. And he had a contract to do a, a show, a college show. And the contract fell through. But we were like, fuck it. We still go out there because we know there's a guy that does an exchange program from New York to Berlin. Mm-hmm. We went out there six years ago. Met him. Got real cool with him and the whole Europe crew. And developed our own Detroit to Berlin exchange. And now because of that, we get to take kids from Southwest Detroit, I mean, East Side, West Side to Berlin. You know what I'm saying? Like That's sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just stepping out there and building them connections and who knows what they are going to create. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like uh, one of the uh, guys, his name is Dre. He's in the program. He's going, he's on the Europe tour coming with us. He just went to Brazil just because he was able to see, oh, we were able to go to Europe like that. I might as well go to other places, too. So by himself, bought a ticket and went to Brazil. Man, you know what I mean? Like, that's power. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, you know what baby. Like, yes. That is power, yeah, bro. You know that what I'm is saying? powerful. Like, when you can go everywhere and look at the same sun, bro, right. and soak up the same energy and just see different cultures, you you learn, bro. You learn so much, bro. Yeah. And, and you learn to appreciate the world. You learn to appreciate life and right. people and cultures. And then you learn, I think the biggest thing too, you learn to appreciate home. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. going out seeing like, damn, bro, this is why I love the the hood too because it got these aspects that are kind of unique. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, but we're just so, we're blind to each other sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's a, it's a, I, I tell people all the time, like you need to, you need to expand your culture. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. culture is such a big part of being human. You know what I mean? Like, we need to expand that and, aspect. But, and then how your culture meshes in with other people's yeah. cultures. You know, and seeing languages and how they like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then seeing how Arabic is so closely related to Spanish, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, pantalon, camis, all these words, you know. And I mean, being a prison, prison was a melting pot of people from everywhere, bro. And, um, you know, so many people are so focused on the things that are different, but when you focus on the things that we have in common, bro, like. Like, you know, history shows us that we, a lot of us come from the same places, right. you know? No, for real, man. Yeah. Yup. That's dope, bro. When I was sat, I sat down, I had friends that were, uh, you know, Chaldeans. I had friends that, you know, were Yemenese and uh, Lebanese and Albanian and all that. And, uh, you know, just learning their language and their food and their culture and what they believe. And, you know, I, I even had friends who... 
you know, like um, Lebanese and Chaldeans, you know, they didn't, they don't talk. They all go their own way. And I was able to bring them together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They were able to put them differences to the side right. and they enjoyed each other's company. Even after I got rolled out and transferred out, they became friends. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, bro, that's, that's dope. That's yeah, powerful. No, for real. And that ripples. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. now they go back to their people. It's like, hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? It's really mm-hmm. not that deep. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I said, bro, like, people be carrying uh, uh, lifetime beefs and wars and carrying baggages of trauma from 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And people don't even know why the hell they don't, they're beefing. They're just carrying the baggage that was handed on to them or you know just practicing what they were taught yeah Yeah. we go here we don't go over there and we like them but we don't like them and we don't mess with them and it's like why would you create them barriers for yourself you know right and live in the box you know what i'm saying and a lot of people like i tell people all the time because i've never i've never seen society so anti-social like it is today Mm. but i'm learning why because people are fucked up you know what i'm saying you got people who are fucked up, bro. They do fucked up shit. You know what I'm saying? They think crazy. You don't even know what's in a person's mind, bro. They could be looking normal as hell and they could have thoughts that are out of this world, you know? So yeah, it's hard to trust people, you know what I mean? But I can't stop that from allowing me to live my life. I have purpose, you know what I'm saying? I have the whole world. If I don't like your vibe, I can walk away. I can go in prison is different. You're locked in. You gotta be with everybody, whether you like them or you don't, you know what I mean? But out here, you have the liberty and the privilege to be able to just keep pushing yeah keep it pushing but people are like they'd rather be home they don't want to talk they don't want to especially socialize. yeah especially with technology i don't need to interact they don't with even nobody have, they don't know how to articulate themselves yeah. they don't have no communication skills no social skills you know what i'm saying and i'm just i'm not used to that i'm not i'm not used to seeing a society divided like that mm-hmm. you know i never believed in that kind of division because we grew up close you know but I do see why. I mean, look, you got, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, uh, what they call shooters, people shooting up schools and churches. And, you know, you got a lot of mental illness, you know, that people are dealing with. And you just, you know, so many people have been fucked over by their own family and friends. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, if I can't even trust my own family and friends, you know, right. who, 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 you know, I'd rather stay to myself, you know. But, um you know, I just, I'm, I'm just, I, I like to be an example of somebody who, uh, you know, who is positive and people who can enjoy your company and you can learn from and, yeah. you know, things like that, bro. It's like being a light, you know what I'm saying? Being a light for real because mm-hmm. you never know how that transfers to the next person. And shout out to Be The Light, man. That's uh, my yeah, guy, bro, man. Yeah, bro, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy, man. He be making some uh, some dope-ass merch, No, man. he do. He, I bought a print off of him. He got some... He got some do- I got a sticker from him, too. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got, a, I got a nice shirt from him, bro. He, he's very creative, dog. Yeah. I love his style, man. He's very diligent. I was, I was thinking about having him uh, do my locks. <laughs> having him put my hair... Oh, Because yeah, he does yeah. his own locks. He got his little mustache yeah. going on. I fuck with shit. it, man. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's good people, man. And and I just found out through uh, that event, he's, he's related to my people, bro. Oh, okay, that's all I right. was like, damn, that's the shit, just small world, bro. Yeah. Even when we were talking, I'm like, damn, that's my people. You're like, that's mine. I'm like, oh, we people now. No, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, man. Have you been to New York yet? Yeah, I've been to New York. Have you? Yeah. Damn, I always wanted to go to New York. Oh, man, man. you would love New York, bro. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, hustle and bustle in New York. I feel like sometimes I get anxiety because I'm like, there's just so much going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Detroit is such a slow pace compared to other parts of the country, like mm-hmm. even Cali and you know what I'm saying, like down south and stuff. Like Detroit is very slow pace, like because um, it just the the how our city is structured, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like financially and all that. But you go to New York, like everything's going on all the time, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, I've done a couple of shows in New York. Um, Damn, that's the shit. Yeah, I, I love New York. I got a good uh, connection. Every time I go out there, I stay in Spanish Harlem. And uh, it's right across the street from the Jefferson Projects. And it's hood, but it feels like a little bit of home. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. So it's, uh, it's it's nice, man. Yeah, I definitely want to go one of these days. I've always wanted to experience it. Man. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, last time I was out there, I had rapped with uh, Large Professor. You know, uh, Large Professor? He's the one who, like, put Nas on and shit like that. Oh, for yeah, real? Yeah, it was at a beat battle contest. And uh, they were just playing beats. So I'm like, man, I ain't come here for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get out there and rap. And it's like very New York, like New York style hip hop is like based off of like the shitty speakers. But you had like think of like Marley Marl, KRS One that had that voice. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you had to cut through the shitty speakers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just it was just I feel like for me it was like a it was like a, a a milestone. You know what I'm saying? To like be able to rap like that in New York and like have the crowd fucking with me and have people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I bro, I I I used to love New York rap, bro. I used to fuck with like Capone and Noriega, yeah, Pun, Deep, Big yeah. Pun. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, that was my shit, bro. Yeah, you know? I was a big Wu Tang fan because my pops was Wu-Tang, a big Wu Tang. Yeah, definitely. Fan. I went to a Wu Tang concert here. Bro, that bitch was off the chain, dog. Yeah. They came by the hunt and they brought like a hundred people with them that were in the crowd. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. They called it the beehive. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was like, Killer Damn, bees. Dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the killer bees. Yeah, that's killer what it bees. Was. Yeah. Beehive. I think that's the bloods. My bad, brother. <laughs> my bad. No disrespect. Yeah, it was the killer bees. Yeah. yeah. And they was all in that bitch with the Wu Tang leathers and shit. That was a all good right. time. I got man. so I was gonna wear a Wu wear uh, shirt I got from the nineties. I was going to wear it today, but I'm like, you know, that's a little bit too much. Let me not. But I said it. <laughs> shit. So let's talk about fatherhood, man. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I love it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, just creating a home for my kids. You know what I mean? Like, uh, me and my wife, we got married after my first, after our daughter was born. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted that just to make sure, like, that I got my family structured, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, my parents were never married, you know what I'm saying? Like, I live with my mom and shit, so having that means a lot for me and for my kids, you know what I'm saying, to be there every day, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, being a, I love being a father, man. I'm happy that uh, it happened at this stage in my life because uh, everybody else, you know, a lot of people have young babies when they're young you know what I'm saying which is cool you know what I mean life is a journey like you said everybody got their own path but mm-hmm. I was able to wait my wife is older than me so she was able to wait you know what I'm saying so man listen bro I am very proud of the men in my community today because I have never seen so many uh, good fathers yeah you know what I'm saying and I'm very proud of that because I ain't grow up with that shit bro. right you know what I mean like Every pot, everybody's dad was a rolling stone. Everybody was being raised by their mom or by a stepdad or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, um, you know, men, you always heard the women always bashing the men. You know, they're never home. They don't spend time with the kids or they're in prison or, you know, they're just out doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And I became that, you know, I was uh, in the streets, you know, full time. I mean, I loved my kids, but according to how I knew how to love, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, because I was always taught that 
you know, a man is a provider, you know what I'm saying? You provide for your family, you work and, you know, whatever. I, I hustled. I never worked. I hustled, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like as long as they had a roof over their head and they had food and clothes on their back, they're good. But there's so much more to being a father yeah, and being actually a man. Yeah, being time. You know, yeah. and I came home and I see, you know, I'm so pro- brothers like my man Julian Cuevas and, and so many more, bro, like that are actually like good fathers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I admire the shit out of them, man, to see them put time in. Lex Zavala, man, every time I see this guy, whether he's at work, at home, whatever, he's got his kids with him, he's interacting acting with them you know what i'm saying yeah and um you know i never had that type of male interaction bro you know the male interaction i had was let's get drunk let's get high let's snort some coke let's party let's gang bang you know what i'm saying that's what that was our activity yeah you know and now you know just to see you know men interact you know being good fathers and taking their kids places and doing things like that just really makes me proud to see that the men in our community have evolved because I grew up in a time where, like, uh, you know, the feds swept through the hood and, and indicted all the gangs, and, you know, that cleared the streets of hundreds of motherfuckers got locked up from all the gangs from different parts of the of southwest Detroit and, you know, the community, and it just left the whole hood vulnerable and left all the mothers to raise all the kids on their own. Yeah. And I feel like one of their... You know, one of their uh, main tactics was to keep their kids out the street, so they kept them in the house. And I, and I feel like that has a big part of why so many kids are antisocial today because they were taught to stay in the house and not yeah. go to the streets because it was so dangerous. You know what I'm saying? But our community has evolved now, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and I think it's time for our people to evolve as well, you know, and start coming up out them houses and soaking up that sun and yeah. getting tuned with, with the universe and, 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 and the earth. And, and yeah, yeah, all that good shit. And with people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? With people because we're humans, bro. We were meant to socialize. You know, we weren't we weren't created to be divided, you know? No, that's real. Yeah, man. We uh, were created to rule the earth, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's the biggest thing is, uh, like I said, leading by example for my kids. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, being there for them, showing them, you know what I'm saying? Um, and definitely a goal of mine is to, uh, is to own property and, and up north, you know what I'm saying? So where I can show them nature because growing up in the city, you're not really exposed to nature, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when I come back home, I realize, man, like, damn, man, like, uh, I always seen foxes and coyotes in the hood, but I never thought none of it. But now, like, that's just beautiful to me. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I just want to be immersed in that more. So that's a, that's really what I'm hustling for is, like, to eventually own property where I can raise my family, you know what I'm saying? And they can be more in tune with nature and they don't have to be so... It don't have to be taboo for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, I love that, bro. I love it because my generation, we grew up, you know, at least, you know, where I'm from is we didn't have no goals, bro. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have no direction. Nobody talked about the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was just in survival mode. Yeah. Everybody just wanted to get through the day. Nobody knew when they was going to die. You know what I'm saying? Nobody valued life. Nobody valued freedom. Everybody just valued right now, you know? And um, so to see how progressive, you know what I'm saying, that, that you know, my community had become, the men and the women, and I just, I'm proud of it, man. I love it. Thank you, know? man. Yeah, man. Got to push, man. Uh, yeah, just go hard, man. Because like you said, you don't know when you're going to die. You know what I'm saying? So 
I'm gonna do everything I can now then. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you, yeah. bro, I live my best life every day. I mean, yeah. you know, it, we humans, you know, we got our little bad days, but I'll tell you what, they don't last long. I got more good days than bad days. Right. And I used to pray for that shit because I'm like, damn, am I just gonna struggle forever my whole life? Like my whole childhood, adolescent, part parts of my adulthood, like it, it's just been all suffering, you know what I'm saying? I just been in only the strong survive mode forever. Like I don't wanna continue to live like that. That shit's exhausting, bro. Eventually I wanna I wanna be in cruise control through life, enjoying it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um and you know that's 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 how I live. I wake up every day with gratitude in my heart, bro. Even things like just having all my fingers and toes, you know what I'm saying? Because right. I know people who are blind. I know people who are handicapped, who are crippled. I know, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the prison system don't discriminate. They don't care what handicap complications you got. If you break the law, you go into prison. So imagine being in prison and you blind. You know what I'm saying? You got to have another man feed you or you in a wheelchair. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's why I'm like, man, thank God I got all my fingers and toes. Right. I'm in good health. I'm good. You know you what I mean? You know what yeah, I'm hell yeah, yup. So, what's the future look like for you, bro? Shit, man, the future for me just looks like uh, pushing myself to create bigger and better opportunities. Um, I got murals. Uh, I'm an international artist now. You know what I'm saying? So, I want to go hard on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm planting seeds in uh, different parts of the world, like Australia, Japan, and hopefully they. You know what I'm saying? If I just uh, Hopefully they flourish into big opportunities, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Got an album I got coming out in November, and I'm doing my first uh, label partnership with uh, with a couple labels from America that do a lot of things internationally. So I'm just pushing hard, man. Still figuring out my shit like everybody else, you know. There's no blueprints uh, to being a successful entrepreneur. You just got to pick up the clues from other successful people and put them together in your own format. So... That's that's what I'm on, man. Raising my kids, trying to be the best uh, best health I can be, P bringing together the neighborhood and uh, pushing forward. You know. That's dope, man. That's dope, bro. And uh, you know, I'm 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 here to support that, bro. Thank you. Likewise, uh, man. Yeah. I really uh, to see what all this, man, and to know to hear your story. I didn't really know your story until today, man. Mm -hmm. But you know, what I'm saying it's very uplifting. It's very powerful. You know, what I'm saying to show that. As long as you got the will and you know what I mean, your intentions are right, it's gonna come to be. So my man, my man. You already know. So let them know where they can find you at, bro. Where they can find your music if they want to look you up, they yeah. want to support you. Let them know where they can find um, you at. All social platforms. This is like on everything as a D E M A C three I's and an O, Damasio. So you got three I's in your name. Yeah. What do the three I's represent? It's a it's a play on a lot. So obviously us having three eyes as spiritual beings, you know what I mean? Like okay. so, you know, uh your pineal gland but also plays into the mind, body and soul, which are the three aspects of yourself. So just having the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, baby. You know I mean? Three like, the hard way. So just having uh you know what I mean, having your 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 yourself together, knowing who you are, you know what I mean? Like that was a big thing for me, is always like figuring out who I am and just owning that. So that's why I have the three eyes, you know. My man. Man, listen, thank you everybody who tapped in, watched live, man. Big shout out to my man Danny Rayner and DNR Construction, uh uh Concrete Construction. Uh big shout out to my man 
uh, Martell Law Firm, Mr. Not Guilty. Uh, big shout out to L.A. Landscape, my brother Zoe, and, uh, you know, everybody else that's out there doing their thing, man. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate everybody who's been showing love and sponsorship and donations. Thank you. I appreciate you. Tell your uncle, your cousin, your aunt, your neighbors, go to YouTube, punch in El Nino Podcast and subscribe, please, and thank you. I'll see you guys next Monday. We got another awesome guest straight from the neighborhood, and uh, I look forward to uh, meeting with him, and I look forward to putting on a good show for you guys next week. Much love. Be safe, and I'll see you next Monday. Peace, y'all. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.